You're listening to a sermon from the Langley Canadian Reformed Church. We hope you'll find it to be spiritually edifying. Let us open Holy Scripture and read from God's Word from the Gospel according to Luke chapter 19. And we will read the verses 1 through 10, which are also the text for the sermon. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but being a short man, he could not because of the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, He looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, He has gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save what was lost. Congregation of our Lord Jesus Christ, Zacchaeus was a man with a reputation in Israel. Today he is a man with a reputation in the kingdom of God because the Lord Jesus once came through Jericho where Zacchaeus lived and worked. Jesus on his way to Jerusalem, on his way to the cross for sin, for sinners. Jesus came through Jericho Jesus doing his work where Zacchaeus did his work. Jesus coming to stay where Zacchaeus made his home. And Zacchaeus was changed forever on that day that Jesus came through. The day that Jesus found Zacchaeus in the tree. What was Zacchaeus doing in the tree? The most obvious answer is he was a short man and so he could not see. And yes, on one level, that's why Zacchaeus was in the tree. Scripture says so. He was too short to see over, to see through the crowd. But that's not the only answer. Zacchaeus was a chief tax collector And he was wealthy, says the word of God. This means that Zacchaeus, among God's people Israel, had two, probably three, strikes against him. And that was just with the people. He would have had more strikes against him with God. Zacchaeus was a Jew who had chosen to represent the occupation forces, the Romans. 
That's what tax collectors were, first of all. The despised representatives of a foreign power who collected their taxes from fellow Jews. And how they did that was, as Zacchaeus himself says, how they did that was full of fraud, lots of cheating. Tax collectors had the job of collecting a certain amount of money for Rome. Rome says we want this much from that region. But tax collectors had the authority to collect more than that amount because that's the way they made their own living. And Rome didn't care how that was done. Just collect for Rome what Rome needed. And then collect some more for what the tax collector thought he should have. That was built into the tax system, which made the tax collectors doubly despised, working for Rome and fleecing the people. Zacchaeus was also a chief tax collector, which meant that he had tax collectors under him from whom he would probably then have made his living, which means that they would have had to collect just a little bit more to support him. Just for that, he might come under that triple despised status. And then what would, what would God think about all of this? No care for the poor, stealing from the neighbor. Zacchaeus all around was not in good shape. Jesus called him lost. Not only him, but also him, Zacchaeus lost. This is what's behind the grumbling in verse 7, the muttering. Zacchaeus is a sinner. Someone who had betrayed the people, the faith, the law, did not care for God or man. From all of this, we should get a bit of an idea of what Zacchaeus was not doing in the tree. He was not in the tree because he really wanted something from Jesus. See, perhaps we get so used to the story about Zacchaeus and how it all ended, such a nice man really, that we take things from the end of the story to shape the beginning. But that doesn't work. Yes, Zacchaeus ended up a nice man, more than that. But that doesn't mean that he was such a nice man at the beginning. A nice man who so eagerly, so badly wanted Jesus. We are also conditioned by what we read in the Gospels, many healing stories, many miracle stories in the Gospels, and we read of those who were healed that, that often they, they called out to Jesus for help. And if not, they were certainly hanging around Jesus in order, in order to get something from Jesus, some attention, some help, some healing, some restoration. There were always people around Jesus who had obvious need for salvation. And, and they knew it. Their life was broken. They were sick or they were crippled or they were blind or they were demon-possessed. Zacchaeus was not one of them. 
we have no indication that Zacchaeus was hanging around because he thought he had an obvious need that Jesus could help him with. Zacchaeus wasn't thinking to be saved particularly. What then? Zacchaeus was just curious. He wanted to see who Jesus was, who it was that all the fuss was about in Israel. He wanted to see who Jesus was. He was curious, and he was short, so he could not see Jesus. Perhaps he could have pushed his way through the crowd to get a spot in the front, but it wasn't his crowd. It wasn't his kind of people. And he he didn't want a front row seat that was too conspicuous. That would have been too obvious. Pushing your way through the crowd to get a view at the front means, means you have a purpose, some, some deeper interest. But Zacchaeus didn't. He ran ahead where there were no crowds yet, found a tree, climbed the tree, and waited, ready to satisfy his curiosity. See, in this case, running ahead to find a place is a little bit like finding a back row covenant seat on purpose because of what it stands for. I'm here, well, sort of. I'm there, but but separate. Present, but not really a part of it without a bit of commitment, without a hint of involvement, Zacchaeus is a spectator, just a spectator. Not with Jesus, not following Jesus, not looking for something from Jesus, also probably not particularly anything against Jesus, just a spectator, sometimes there, Sometimes not, never really apart. A covenant member with no covenant hope nor covenant commitment. The promises mean very little anymore. The demands mean nothing. All of that worn off with a good dose of tax collecting. Commitment is like what I do when I get into tax collecting. Not covenant commitment. Promises and demands is something I can really get into for my daily work. Tax contracts. Tax revenue promises. Tax collecting demands. Business contracts, but not covenant with God. But still, I'm in Jericho because the covenant is my environment by default. I go to church because, well, that's just what we do. And sometimes it's interesting and sometimes it's not. And I don't mind as long as I have a safe place up in the tree. It's okay. And there is the off chance that we might actually get to see Jesus passing through. Interesting, if anything. 
Zacchaeus is there because, well, because he's just there and curious. Covenant community is where he's grown up. Not a very deep reason for him to be there. He's there only because that's just how it is. He's really forgotten why. He's long forgotten all about the covenant behind the very covenant environment that he's exposed to every day in Israel. But that's just how it is. Zacchaeus in the tree in a presumably safe place. And perhaps we're starting to get the picture, rightly so, that this is not such a safe story. Because it's not safe when Jesus passes through. As the story goes, he's good and loving and powerful, but he's not safe. What if Jesus actually stops by the tree? What if Jesus, who was supposed to be just passing through, passing along, going on, what if he actually stops at my pew? my safe pew, and says, I need to come to your place today. What then? See, Jesus messes with our safe places. Zacchaeus hadn't counted on that. But then why would Jesus do that? He wouldn't do that here, would he? He wouldn't do that at my pew, would he? Hope not. He's supposed to be just passing through and, and I am out of the way over here, just having a look. But Jesus stops and he says, today I must stay at your house. Suddenly this is why Jesus is in Jericho. He is passing through Jericho not to just pass through, but to stop and to stay at the house of Zacchaeus. Suddenly, this is why Jesus is here. Out of the way, Zacchaeus is on Jesus' way. Jesus is here for this man in this tree, who was only just a spectator, but who can be a spectator no longer. Not because he's put on the spot, an awkward moment for Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus doesn't react like a person put on the spot. He's not squirming when Jesus stops. It's nothing awkward, really. This is not about Jesus putting Zacchaeus or anyone on the spot. Although sometimes Jesus had to put the Pharisees and People like them on the spot, but not Zacchaeus. Notice, notice how Zacchaeus reacts, not like someone caught off guard, out of sorts because he thought he was hiding, but he's not anymore. No, he reacts like someone who is suddenly taken over, completely. He reacts like somehow, strangely, wondrously, this is the moment his whole life has been leading to. 
and he didn't even know it. Divine, sovereign planning behind Zacchaeus in the tree. And no, we should not again think so quickly that yet this is exactly what Zacchaeus was hoping for. He wasn't. This is precisely not why he climbed the tree. He was not in the tree hoping to be singled out like this to be saved. But sovereign grace came for him right there in his spectator seat. And the spectator becomes the participant, active participant, willing, eager participant, happy, glad, rejoicing participant. He hurried and came down and received Jesus gladly. This is why Jesus passes through. And this is the third reason why Zacchaeus was in the tree. First, he was too short to see Jesus over and through the crowd. Second reason he was in the tree, he wanted a spectator seat. The third reason, behind and controlling the other reasons, is so that this could happen. So that Jesus could meet Zacchaeus where he was as a spectator on the outer edge of the covenant crowd. Jesus came for Zacchaeus like this. God's sovereign salvation finds the lost in Jericho out of the way in the tree and brings the spectator out of his seat, brings him down and makes him part of the divine kingdom plan. God's sovereign grace takes over Zacchaeus' life, his house, his plans, his work, his finances, his heart. Now, as we can almost expect, Jesus has some explaining to do. Zacchaeus is a chief tax collector, a sinner. When they saw it, the crowds, they all muttered, He has gone to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. For us, because we know the end of the story, we don't easily realize what the crowd was faced with right there. What it looked like was that Jesus was just going to join the tax collector in his home without any reservations. So the crowd is thinking, well, Well, who is participating with whom? Who is joining whom? It it looks like Jesus is just joining the tax collector, participating with a sinner. So Jesus has some explaining to do. But notice, it isn't Jesus who explains, at least not first. Remarkably, the initial explanation comes out of the mouth of Zacchaeus. It's it's like now Zacchaeus is almost a step ahead of Jesus. It's not like that, but it's kind of like that. Words from Zacchaeus that almost defy belief. Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, half of my possessions... I will give to the poor. And if I have cheated anyone of anything, 
I will give back four times as much. From the mouth of, from the heart, from the mouth of the chief tax collector, from the mouth of the lost, from the mouth of the sinner. What is that coming from Zacchaeus's mouth? It's actually like a fast forward to sanctification. Zacchaeus is suddenly leaps ahead in covenant life. Zacchaeus in his situation suddenly knows exactly what is required of him in the covenant of grace in God's kingdom. He is a rich tax collector. Well then, when Jesus comes today to my home, it can only mean this now. I must live according to the will of God, the law of God, in this way, with my possessions, with my wealth, with the neighbor. It's a simple conclusion For Zacchaeus, his faith is evident in his works. The promises of the covenant of grace have taken hold of him in Jesus in his house. And that means the demands of the covenant flow out of him like clockwork. He holds nothing back. He becomes a shining picture of the law of God in action in his covenant people. Zacchaeus the spectator is suddenly, miraculously on the stage for all Israel to see him, God's grace and Jesus' love and the Spirit's work in him. See, Jesus was not joining himself to the tax collector. He was joining the tax collector to himself, to kingdom life. This is what happened through Jesus on his way to Jerusalem. Jesus shows the fruit of his work in advance of his work still to be done. And how could anyone in Israel argue with Jesus' work after they see this. We are reminded of words of the Apostle Paul in Romans 8. What the law was unable to do, weak as it was through the flesh, God did, sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh and as an offering for sin, He condemned sin in the flesh so that the requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. That's Jesus and Zacchaeus. The demand of the law being fulfilled in Zacchaeus, who is suddenly walking according to the Spirit, before the coming of the Spirit through Jesus' work. Out of Zacchaeus' own mouth, Jesus shows this profound truth. 
He shows Israel, Israel, this is what you with the law, by which sinners are always excluded, Israel, this is what you with the law have been looking for, have been waiting for. This is what the law has been looking to do. See it here in Zacchaeus. Hear it now from his mouth. Jesus gets it done. The power of grace, the gift of salvation, the way of the kingdom, the life of the Spirit, the beauty of the law in action. And the thing is, Zacchaeus has bypassed the whole way of the law and the temple to get exactly to the point that the whole law and the temple was looking to bring Israel. Zacchaeus had jumped there through Jesus, only Jesus. Grace found him, grace restored him, God's grace arrested him in fulfillment of covenant promise to bring about fulfillment of covenant demand. And just to make sure this gets through, Jesus traces this work backwards and forwards through Abraham. After the truth about Jesus bringing the law to its proper effect in Zacchaeus comes out of Zacchaeus' own mouth, Jesus then gives the subsequent conclusion on this miracle. Today, salvation has come to this house because he too is a son of Abraham. And this is what Abraham, this is what covenant was all about. Isn't it Israel? Look, Israel, and listen. He must be a child of Abraham to talk like that. And Israel, this is what Jesus is all about. Look and listen. This is the result Jesus gets that the law and the leaders of Israel could not get. All Israel must pay attention. You who have strived too long with the law, but don't know grace and life, love for God and Jesus and the neighbor, still burdened under Roman tax collectors, still lost. This is the fulfillment of the law in Abraham's people, covenant people. Zacchaeus, the spectator, now on Jesus' stage to show Israel, to show the world, to show us the new age of the Spirit with the flesh conquered by Jesus going to Jerusalem to be crucified for sin Jesus coming for sinners. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which is lost, to bring all from law to spirit, from lost to sanctified in Jesus, from covenant lostness and darkness to covenant fulfillment and joy. In the Gospel according to Luke, this is the last miracle of Jesus in the sense of Jesus bringing salvation to, to someone. It's, it's a telling last one. 
It's a work of Christ which gets right to the heart. This is not the sick restored. This is not the blind made to see. This is not the lame made to walk. This is a heart made new. A sinner made new. With joy. With a new willing spirit. For this Christ came. For this He went on to the cross. When the now risen Jesus comes among us, He stops here. He says, today I must stay at your house. He makes His place among the children of Abraham to save the lost. And no safe places. For what would we say? How would we respond? What would we do? Well, not today, Lord. Not not salvation today. No, but Lord, I just wanted that back row seat so as to be safe. Zacchaeus doesn't even think it. Salvation has taken hold of him. And his life becomes a picture of the Spirit's home. That's how salvation takes hold. Wonder of grace. Today Jesus has come by, has come to stay. Salvation has come to this house because we too are children of Abraham. Are we not? And it shows where, it shows where the law is being fulfilled in those who walk no longer according to the flesh but according to the Spirit. Amen. This has been a sermon from the Langley Canadian Reformed Church. For more information, please visit us on the web at www.langleycanrc.org.